and we welcome you back to the Shake Back Sports Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Rattlesnake. <laughs> Corey Ellison, what's good, man? <laughs> I feel like I need to be clutching two fists and two beers together simultaneously at the same time. (laughs) The rattlesnake man used to be the man. All right, man. Now that we've had our wrestling moment, uh, we're going to continue on with the show. Uh, Before we go any further, (laughs) this, this third and final segment is being brought to you by the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Let's go back, way back, back into time as we relive and relive some of the best moments. That was one of them right there in our brief history, as well as new ones. That was a, that was a new one right there by checking out the new BGC archives on anchor.fm and on Spotify. It is our gift to you and it ain't even Christmas yet from the station where sports talk is always lit. We're the BGC Sports Network. Corey Ellison. That dude, man, the rattlesnake, he used to give it to him, didn't he? Man, that was my dude. That was my favorite. I think I stopped watching it once he left, actually. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Now I don't know who's there. All right, man. Uh, appreciate the big homie, Kevin Gray from 105.3 The Fan, for stopping by in the second segment as I let him rant about his Cowboys. That was enjoyable to me. You can check him out on 105.3 The Fan uh, on Saturdays and Sundays, and you also can check him out on YouTube uh, by searching Kevin Gray Sports. Good stuff, man. All right, so we left off in the first segment, me and Corey talking about the uh, the quarter pole points, and we were at the most disappointing teams in the AFC. We both chose the Houston Texas Texans, rather. Who do you have for the NFC? Well, since you were so um, enamored and enjoyed by Kevin Gray, <laughs> you're probably going to like this answer. It's not one team. It's the NFC East, or what you call the NFC Least. Uh, combined three twelve and one with the Eagles leading the division at one two and one. Just deplorable. <laughs> I'm laughing. I knew you were gonna get a kick out of that. Well, I'm laughing for a couple of reasons. Um Number one, that was my exact choice. <laughs> so I'm not going to I'm not going to even say much else about that. But the second thing I like, huh? Yeah, the second reason why I'm laughing is because the New York Giants <laughs> they are 0 and 4 in one game out of first place. <laughs> Just must have been. Oh my Oh my gosh. Oh Okay. <laughs> Not even mad. Wait a minute. They are 0 4 at the quarter pole point in only one game out of first place. That is. Who some... do we play this week? <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys and the Giants play each other on Sunday. <laughs> Woo, doggy. Boy, I almost cussed right then. I'm glad we on the big, the big game Christian Sports Network. All right, man. So. <laughs> Let's move on, man, to the uh, rest of the <laughs> the rest of the uh, NFL quarter pole awards. Um, teams who we thought they're right there where we thought they would be. AFC, who you got? Man, for me, just looking at the schedule uh, to start off, um, I went with the Pittsburgh Steelers at four and zero. 
Um, reason I say that is because last year, man, they had a myriad of, of injuries, uh, especially with a captain and quarterback, Roethlisberger. But he's back. Uh, James Conner uh, was out, I believe, last year as well, as well as a couple other players. So they're back at full force. Um, love their coach, man. And so far, their schedule has been pretty light. Uh, they beat the Giants, the Broncos, and the Texans. Uh, but they are going to have some challenges coming up pretty soon. Next four games, they have the Eagles and Browns at home. And then they go to the Tennessee Titans. And then they go to the Baltimore Ravens. So they got a test coming up to see exactly where they are. But right now, I think they're where, where they should be at 4-0. I think they will come out of that at the halfway point, And we'll be talking about them then. I think they'll come out 6-2. and Because you said they played the Eagles. On, on, of course, they by the time the show airs, they would have played. But uh, they do play the Eagles, who don't have anybody on the offensive line. Carson Wentz likes to throw the ball to the other team instead of to his own teammates. And the Steelers' defense with Cameron Jordan, or, or I'm sorry, um, yeah, Cameron Jordan, no, Cameron Hayward, Ironhead's son, Ironhead's boy, and T.J. Watt, and also Minka Fitzpatrick in the in the secondary. That just tells you that they have playmakers and difference makers at every level of the defense. I love the way that that defense is playing. Ben Roethlisberger is playing mistake-free football. He is back, and uh, I like what they are doing. So, um, good choice there, man. I'm going to go in the AFC. Um, I I, I hate this team. I hate them. And I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs because they are right where I thought they would be after four games. I know they played the Patriots, but Patriots, they had Brian Hoyer at quarterback this past Monday. And then they put Jared Stidham in there. Like who? No Cam Newton. No Tom Brady. Uh, the the offense is very, very pedestrian at, at best. The Chiefs also did, of course, beat the Texans on opening Thursday night back in early September. And uh, they just been a juggernaut, man. And I, I, I hate them. I hate them a whole lot. So. Let's talk about a team that is, or no, in the NFC, same same difference. Who in the NFC is right there where we thought they would be? For me, I went with the Seattle Seahawks um, at 4-0. and um, <clears throat> Seahawks, man, every year, in and out, they have a, a tremendous team. Um, Got to give credit to their general manager and the work that they put in to get players and develop players. Um, so far, they beat the Falcons, the Patriots, my Dallas Cowboys, and the Dolphins. Um, coming up, they have the Vikings, the Cardinals, the 49ers, the Bills, and the Rams. So they are starting to get into the meat of their schedule and starting to get some tougher opponents. Um, so we'll see what, what lies ahead for, for Seattle. But as of right now, man, Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind at an MVP caliber. Um, so... It's just going to be fun to watch and see what happens as they go along through the season. I think for the Seahawks, it's going to be very important that they get Jamal Adams back ASAP, particularly for that stretch run. And uh, he went out of the Cowboys game with a groin injury, and he's already been ruled out for for week four. So uh, that's that's a pretty stiff thing to deal with when you have a player that you traded basically your farm for to help your defense on the back end and that that defensive secondary you know ask ask Dak Prescott and 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 Mike Gallup and all those guys from the Cowboys how porous that 
that defensive secondary is. And you can even ask that to Cam Newton because he shredded them too. So I like that choice, man. I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. Uh I think they are really, really starting to find their groove. Uh, even though they did lose O.J. Howard to a season-ending Achilles tear, so he's gone for the year. Uh, that may mean more touches for Gronk. Uh, is obviously going to mean more touches for uh, for Brait. Uh, Chris Godwin, he's going to be out week four, still dealing with some injuries there. Uh, but Tom Brady, in the last game they played against the, who was it, the Rams? No, not the Rams. It was the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. He threw uh, five touchdown passes at the age of 603. So, uh, I like where Tampa... <laughs> I like where Tampa Bay... BC. Say it, say it again. BC. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like where Tampa Bay is, man. And uh, Bruce Arians, you know, he's he's had some great quarterbacks that he's had to... Uh, had the privilege of coaching. Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, and of course, Kurt Warner out in Arizona. So uh, Eli Manning, oh, did he? Have, no, he didn't have Eli Manning, but uh, Tom Brady and 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 Kurt Warner for sure, uh, Hall of Famers indeed. All right, so let's move yeah, you on. Know what? Go ahead. You know um, when you brought up Jamal Adams growing, you know what came to my mind, man. Don't be nasty. You remember, you remember Mike Vanderjack and Bill Parcells. <laughs> he don't know my growing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> maybe maybe Mike Vanderjack wanted them to. Who knows? Um, okay, let's not do that right now. Okay, because we got we got five minutes left to go in the show, and uh, we want to get to these awards and um, quarter pole point. Even though I got labeled it as of the year, we know is of the queue. So defense or rookie of the quarter. Who you got? Man, it was tough for me. Um, and I know he's been out, but I'm still going with Chase Young, man. I just think that he's just effective, man. When he's on the field, I know he's missed, what, one or two games, uh, but he still has two and a half sacks with missing two, two and a half games. And I think the leading sack leader right now has five. So he's just disruptive, man. And I'm, I'm Like I said, I know he's out, but I'm still giving it to him at this point. And that's okay because he's just that very disruptive. I have Antoine Winfield, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. out of Tampa Bay, defensive back um, in that secondary, offensive rookie of the year. I'm going to take this one, Corey. Go first or first. I got. I had a toss up between Joe Burrow and also Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert just recently was named the starter going forward, but I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Who you got? That's exactly who I went with. I went with Joe Burrow. Um, 116 of 100, 116 of 177, 66% completions, 1,121 yards passing, and six touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah. And uh, Joe Burrow, man, he is that guy. Justin Herbert, he may have something to say about it towards the end of the year. We'll see what it looks like at the halfway point. Coach of the year, uh, who you got? I went with Matt LaFleur, Green Bay Packers. Um, went with them just because it seemed like they was in so much turmoil. Uh, in the offseason, it looks like it looked like him and Aaron Rodgers weren't on the same page. They didn't do anything to give Aaron Rodgers any additional weapons. And guess what? They sitting at four and zero. Looks like Aaron Rodgers is bought in, and he's allowing Aaron Rodgers to to do Aaron Rodgers things. Fourteen touchdowns, zero picks for Aaron Rodgers. 
I went with Kevin Stefanski from the Cleveland Browns. And uh, it's not just because they just rolled over the Cowboys this past Sunday, but because you talk about the turmoil that the that that Green Bay had in the offseason, man, Cleveland had turmoil in week two. So they've turned it around. Um, this is a big stretch coming up for them these next couple games for sure. I'm going to go with him. Comeback player of the year, Corey. Let's, let's ramp it up a little bit. Who you got? I went with Big Ben Roethlisberger. Ditto that. And we both said that in the preview show that we did back in August that he was going to win that award. Defensive player of the year. Go. For right now, I have Shaq Barry with 21 tackles and three sacks for Tampa Bay. I've got Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns, and they haven't even faced Pittsburgh yet. <laughs> so he might get 100 sacks in that game alone, but what he's doing, he is he has shown, especially these last three games, why he was worthy of the number one pick uh, a few years ago out of Texas A&M and Arlington Martin High School right there in Arlington, Texas. All right, Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, so far... I went with the man that has 16 touchdowns, two interceptions, 1,285 yards with a QBR of 83, and that's Russell Wilson. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, a lot of people could have made this list. You know, you could you can throw Josh Allen in there too, man. He's uh, having a phenomenal year. But I actually went with I actually went with Aaron Rodgers for this spot, and then for the MVP, who you got? Same thing. Russell Wilson. Oh, okay. So you got him for both. I actually went with Russell Wilson for the MVP. And since I picked him in the preseason prediction show, uh, I can't go away from him now because he's still playing or he's playing at at an even more elite level than I thought. So that's who I have for that. That is actually all that we have. Corey, man, uh, take your take. uh, Go ahead with your final shake as we got about 40 seconds left to go on the show. Uh, final shake, man. We just got some breaking news. I don't see if you came, if if you saw it come down. Broncos and Patriots have been rescheduled for Monday. Yeah, yeah, I, d- I did see that, and I was actually going to get into that in the OT, and I still will because we're going to get to some COVID talk about how it's affecting the NFL as well. Um, my final shake, man, is just the fact that we got all four. Or we actually just wrapped up the fourth uh, major sport in North America with the National Hockey League crowning their champion, the Tampa Bay, or sorry, the uh, yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They defeated the uh, Dallas Stars. The French Open is going on over in Paris, and NBA Finals. Major League Baseball, all that going on at the same time. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Shakeback Sports Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Coming on up on the other side, my big homie, Donald Ware from Press Box to Press Row. Y'all make sure y'all check him out. Uh, we got the OT coming up immediately after this, going straight to the podcasting platform. So y'all make sure y'all listen to that. For the dopest engineer in the game, Big Dave, Corey Ellison, Marquess and Huff, Willie Upton Jr., man, y'all stay safe, and we are out. Peace. <laughs>